feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. It's another edition of the Conquer Local podcast starring our CEO, Brendan King. We're going to get Mr. King in here to talk about the year in review. 2018 is in our rear view mirror, 2019, 2020, right around the corner. And Brendan is always seems to be thinking a couple of years down the road. So we're going to dig into that head of his and see what he sees coming down the road and some of the things that worked and some of the things that didn't work in 2018. We're trying to think of what guests could we get to do a wrap up of the year of conquering no better person than the guy who's paying the bill for this. And that's uh, CEO of Vendas Technologies, Brandon King, joining me on the line. Mr. King, let's uh, dig into the year in review. It's been a little over a year since the brand Conquer Local was created. You know, we've 45 episodes of the Conquer Local podcast. We've had guests from all over the world. We now have listeners from 19 different countries. We were top five uh, ranked business podcast on iTunes. We really appreciate all the feedback. We're getting tons of comments. I just got one today, um, this morning on LinkedIn about a, an idea for a future episode. And, you know, I wanted to look back and I wanted to, when we had the vision of coming up with Concord Local a little over a year ago, did this thing reach where, where you thought it could go in the first year? You know what? I think it's uh, I think it's exceeded expectations, and I'm I'm uh, really excited about the Conquer Local brand, and I think our partners are excited about the Conquer Local brand also. Why another brand? I think we should get that out there so people can under- like. Why do we have to create another brand? We already have a brand called Vendasta Technologies, but this has all been done under the Conquer Local brand. Well, you know, Vendasta is the brand behind the brand. We're a white label company. You know, that's one of our key differentiators. We don't promote our own brand. We promote our customer's brand. That's why around Mendasta, you often hear the phrase, uh, we don't succeed unless our partners succeed. And that's why we don't call them customers. We call them partners because truly, unless our partners are use, are building their brand and selling products, you know, we're not going to succeed. So we didn't want to promote the Vendasta brand directly. And I'll give you a, a good example of how this manifested itself. At the last VendastaCon, which is now going to be Conquer Local. But at the last Vendasticon, you know, we had a lot of our vendors there. And our partners love our vendors' products, you know, their best of breed products. But our partners want to promote their own brand. They're used to doing it with Vendasta products and they want to white label, you know, all the other products, whether it's a website or SEO or whatever other products that we have. Um, but our vendors, well, they well, they were partaking in, in the Vendasticon conference. We had it in Banff. It was, as you recall, it was a fantastic conference. It was climbing the mountain. Uh, with a group of vendors, we were looking at the the streams that had turned to ice and they were saying, you know, this is a fantastic conference. He said, we've always have wanted to have our own conference, but we, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, effort. And we feel like as a vendor of yours, that this is our conference too. And I really took that to heart and said, you know, why don't we create a brand that, that we can share, you know, with our partners and with our vendors that we can use together um, and, and Conquer Local came to be. And so now, you know, when our vendors come, they can be part of the Conquer Local and it can be their conference too. And the same with our partners. And I think, you know, that's that's really what you've done here, George, with the Conquer Local brand is you've taken it to the to the sales world and provided them with, with a forum and an uh, area where they can really learn and discuss sales. 
Well, and one of the things that we ran across when we were doing uh, webinars in the early days was I would always get a request, hey, can you put my branding and my logo on that webinar? So then we'd have to record a new webinar. And what we've tried to do with Conquer Local is to give a piece of content that doesn't give away the brand. So it protects the white label that could be used from start to finish in a sales meeting for a salesperson. That's also one of the reasons why I've tried to keep them around 15, uh, 20 minutes, because it's about as long as a salesperson's attention span is, is about 15 to 20 minutes. Those of you who know salespeople might be involved with salespeople would know that we just don't have that long of an attention span. Well, I mean, I think as soon as a salesperson hears a good idea, they, and it really resonates with them, they're pretty much done. They want to go give it a shot. No person easier to sell than a salesperson. What are some things this year that you don't quite think that you got to that, that are important? Like, you know, we always talk about, ah, we're winning here and we're winning there. What, is, what are some things that turned out to be a challenge of getting across the line that you wanted to accomplish when it comes to the Conquer Local branding and, and helping people conquer local? We, I think we, we need to get more prescriptive on how we can help our, our partners, salespeople succeed. So, you know, we're working very hard with the vendors and, and with our own products to be able to package them together and give a really proper go to the market. And I think everyone, wherever there's a change in behavior, it's tough. So we, we go out to sales forces and we sign up new partners and they, they, they have the best intentions to change their behavior and do different things. But whenever you try to do that, it's super hard. So I think we, we really need to get better at helping our partners understand what their salespeople are selling, how they're selling it, you know, what metrics are around it, including, you know, lifetime value and churn and really turning them into recurring revenue machines. We didn't quite get there. And in, in 2019, I'm confident that we're really going to put together a sales machine platform where we'll be more prescriptive to help salespeople really, really pull their company and change the their revenue uh, trajectory. Two customers that I want to talk about, and l- let's start with what we call at Vendasta an agency. Um, we'll get to the enterprise organizations in a moment or two, but you have this agency customer and partner, I guess is the term that we're going to use. They have a different set of challenges than maybe those large enterprises. Can we talk specifically about the agency? And, I, and I'm sure you've got a couple stories about really successful agencies that you've heard about in the last year. Yeah, sure. So mostly when agencies come to us, you know, they're, they're smart people. They're trying to help local businesses succeed. And the way that they're doing that is they're looking at all the problems the local business has and they're trying to turn them into A players across all aspects of that digital area. So whether it is their website or you know their online presence or whether it's their reputation or whether it's their advertising or their you know their loyalty programs, these agencies are trying to do that. And how they do it is they try to find the best products they can and they sell those products to the local business. That gives the local that there's a challenge there and that the local business has three or four different products they don't tie together very well. And the agency then ultimately runs into a, a scale problem. So they also, you know, they're trying to improve performance. So they're knitting together all these different reports and they're they're spending a lot of time with those customers reporting on what they're doing and trying to prove performance. And so they always hit a scale wall. You know, that is really the problem that we're solving. And I've had, you know, I, I do have a couple of guys, uh, I'm going to call out Joe Luckett. I was, uh, I was just, I was going down to meet a vendor, which is Zenreach. And I thought I was just meeting the vendor for dinner. But as I walked up, I saw that Joe was there. And I've never met Joe. And Joe's going, is this Vendasta? Is this Vendasta? And he's 
he's he's saying, you know, my girlfriend won't even let me say the words Bendasta anymore because, you know, she wants me to stop talking about you guys. The point was, is he he actually said to me, he goes, you guys, you know, saved my life. He said, I had an agency and I had 12 or 13 people working for me. I couldn't scale it. And eventually I almost lost the business and I was going to quit and walk away. And then he goes, then I found you guys. And I'll, I'll tell you the feeling you get when you realize you've actually really helped somebody, nothing can be better than that. Nothing. And, you know, he was truly grateful that he had a way that he can actually run his business. He knew the names of four or five people at Vendasta on a personal basis that basically, you know, when he sells a customer, you know, we're doing, we're building the website, we're doing the blog posting, we're responding to reviews, we're doing the social posts. And Joe's using our, our agency to do that. And he's scaling and he's able to stay in business and, and make money. And he's happy as ever because he's running around the country just selling. It, it was an amazing story. It was, uh, I was uh, humbled. You know, when you talk about agencies, sometimes old school media people are thinking ad agencies where, you know, they get, make 15% on every ad that they place and they come up with some sort of strategy. And But this whole idea of being a digital marketing agency, this is an exploding industry around the world. And there's so many different kinds. You know, we have all our personas here, like, you know, website Wanda and, you know, Sally Social and you you name the different sort of personas that we have. But there, there are many kinds like Joe, his work starts as an Instagram influencer. So he goes to his small business customers and says, you know, hey, you're selling hiking mountain gear. And then he says, when we place an ad, we're going to amplify it by having people who are experts. So he'll go find Instagram people who have a following for outdoors posting about outdoors and equipment and stuff. And he has them sort of endorse the ads that he runs for, for those customers and he amplifies them. And so there's that, there's a new type of agency springing up all the time that, you know, website is still going and growing. You've got social, you've got, you know, some that are doing just reputation, others that are doing, you know, Facebook and uh, Google ads. Um, it, there, there's so many kinds. I, when I think about agency, I, I don't even think about the traditional agency really all that much anymore. Let's move to the enterprise uh, type of partner, uh, because we do have a lot of listeners that work for enterprise organizations that are making this switch from selling the newspaper ad or the online banner or the radio ad or the television ad into selling the full stack. We've saw a lot of challenges in that space over the last seven years. What do you think? Is Are they winning? Are they starting to yeah, get this thing moving in the right direction? I think they are. I think it's a tough job. I mean, to switch your product mix from a few products to thousands of products, get them right, and then be able to have the knowledge that the salespeople need to be able to deliver those, whole different problems. So when you have a, a large sales force, they used to all be on-premise mostly, and and you know the, the ticket sizes of uh, a yellow page ad, newspaper ad, radio, or TV spot is, is large enough to support that. It probably still is for some of those larger uh, advertisers. But as you move into the smaller companies, you, you really need to change to what I like to call SaaS, Whatever software as a service, but it's a recurring revenue thing. It's like what uh, insurance agents sell when they sell insurance. They don't make any money the first year until they build up a base where they get those renewals. And that's much the same in today's world of digital uh, solutions. Even if they're low ticket, they build up over time and provide a lot of uh, uh, opportunity. In order to be able to sell that and, and win and be cost effective and efficient and make money, you need to have a system in place. That's what Vendasta does. We use data about the local business in that snapshot report to actually mine the entire customer base and look for opportunity. 
when a small business is interested in something, then you're able to contact them at that time, in that moment. And that is when you can, you know, solve a big problem for them and provide a solution, which in turn will lead to more opportunity down the road. And, and will in turn turn those little companies into the advertisers that do spend big bucks on even traditional advertising. So in order to do that, you need a, you need a really integrated, scalable platform that the sales manager can see the pipelines and understand where the dollars are and understand where the opportunities are and be able to help their sales teams find that and deliver over it. I want to ask you a question that I've never asked, but I, I'm interested to get your take on this. Why do local businesses grade digital so harshly? Meaning you, you give them the report and you show them that there's been some value there. And if, unless it's a hundred percent done, it seems that, that they have a problem with it. I, I'm wondering if you have a take on why this has happened. <laughs> You've never asked me this. So this is, this is interesting because look, let's face it. I was an advertiser in the old days, back in my previous life, I had a retail computer store and I spent a lot of money you know, newspaper and radio and TV and bus boards. And I never knew which of that advertising worked. You know, I knew 50% of it worked. I just didn't know which 50%. With digital, you can actually actually see the results, but people then demand even more performance from that. It's a really weird, it's really ironic, actually. Look, when you can measure something, you're going to want to expect the results from it. Whereas if you're used to spending money and you know it, some of it works, you just don't know which, but you got to spend that money anyway. So the, the truth of the matter is, is that, um, you know, I, I don't really have an answer for you, but I think it's because you can measure it. That's right. why they expect that measurement. Do and you that's think what they that need. salespeople are leaning on the fact that you can get that measurement to help close the deal and to really deal with the elephant in the room with the prospect? Because they, they've been buying this stuff, as you mentioned, and I've sold a lot of it. Uh, T-Bone has produced a lot of it where we're like, I don't know if that ad's really going to work for the customer, but that's what they want. So we'll run it and we'll take their thousands of dollars and then we'll deal with it after the fact. And now the fact that I can measure it, they kind of lean on it during the sale. So now it's really important at the end of the month. Is that, could that be it? Well, no, I think some of it's it, but I think I want to make a really big distinction. What the, where, What's happened is that people have in the past used to spend on advertising because that's what there was to drive people into their store. But as this sort of in, access to information's changed things, you've got to worry about a reputation that can spread super fast. You have to worry about all these other platforms. What's happened is, is the money that goes into pure advertising is, you know, it's still growing, but at a really reduced rate. The money that people spend on marketing solutions, like on a website, on a Facebook page, uh, you know, on in-store Wi-Fi, or any of those SEO, those things has gr have grown dramatically. As a salesperson selling advertising, you've got two problems. One, you know, you're selling things you're not used to selling. They're a lower price point. They, they're recurring, so they do build over time, and you have, to, you have to come to grips with that and understand how to do that and how to compensate on it as a company, and that's what these big enterprise companies are struggling with, right, switching to, this, to these other products. But you also have this transition to this digital medium, which is whether it's AdWords or Facebook, you know, in the past, when you couldn't measure it, you didn't know. And now the creative is really important. It's really important that it actually works because it can be measured. So it's not, it's not an easy game. How important is 
offline attribution going to be? You and I have run into people over the last seven years that, oh, we've figured out offline attribution and we kind of look at it and go, okay, have you really? Because we've heard it so many times. Do you think we're going to get there anytime soon? Well, I mean, look, you know, Google's doing it right now, but only at huge scale. Look, O to O, online to offline attribution is the holy grail. I mean, if I could spend a dollar and I knew I was getting back $4, that's my perpetual money machine. I spend, you know, I like I say to our, our marketing department, if you can prove that ROI, you have an unlimited budget. You know, the, the same thing is with, with local businesses. If you could actually prove it and prove that attribution, you know, of course you just spend more. The problem there is if everybody can do it, the effectiveness goes away because everybody will do it, right? It still comes down to the offer. It still comes down to what is it you're offering your and what value you're providing your customer, um, not just not straight advertising. I mean, if you have a, a if you advertise a crappy business and people know it's crappy and it's not worth anything, I don't care how much you spend on advertising, it's not going to help you out. If we if we step back right to O and O, there technology is moving forward, but you know so are privacy laws. So it's always going to be you know if I can connect you to a credit card transaction, I can get that sort of online to offline attribution. I can see you saw the ad. I can use your phone to track you into the store. So I know you went there and then I can use your credit card or your phone to track the purchase. You know, I don't know where we're going necessarily with that. I think there's privacy concerns, but boy, it certainly is the holy grail. Um, You know, we're working to be able to help our partners help their businesses track that as best they can. If you're putting money into advertising, um, you really want to make sure you're getting a return. And, you know, like you said, George, we've got people coming in every day telling us they can do it. I've yet to, you know, to see it to be 100% accurate, but it's getting better. You have a famous statement that every piece of software that touches a small business's hands, we build in a DIY format and then put a do it with me layer over top of it. Why have you been so adamant that the company from its inception builds DIY first? People don't give small businesses credit. They say, oh, they'll never do this. They won't do that. They don't know what they're doing. They need our help. Well, it's true. They need your help, but small businesses are a lot smarter than people think. I think today, oftentimes a salesperson walking into the business is walking into a trap because you never, you know, he's walking into a guy who's spending his cold, hard money on, you know, whatever it is, Instagram ads say, he's going to know quite a lot about that. And why it's important to me is that businesses invest their time where they get a return. Now, if there are things that they can say, I can offload that and have somebody else do, they will. No, no business wants to sit there and fix all their listings online. They're going to hire somebody to do that whether it's automated through a product like Yext or, you know, Uberall, or whether you actually want to go above and beyond to do some actual claiming, they're going to, they're going to farm that out because they can, because it makes sense. So, and I'll give you a, a perfect example. I book all my flights. You know, I am old enough to remember a time when the only way you could get a flight was to call a travel agent. There was no online. It was super hard and it took a very long time. Well, no business person in their right mind would do that themselves. Just didn't make sense. So you outsourced it and you went to a travel agent through your secretary. The the next sort of step was as soon as it became easier for me to do it online myself than to explain to somebody else to do it was the day that I was going to do it. And I have to this day. And I believe that that's the same with all of the tools directionally we're providing these local businesses. They're going to look at it and they're going to say, oh, the guy's asking if I have, you know, a pet friendly environment, whatever it might be. For me to then explain to my 
marketing agency how to respond to those things doesn't make any sense. In fact, I want that connection with the consumer. So there has to be that do-it-yourself connection built into the product. And then the small business is going to say, you know what? You're, you guys figured me out. You're running these ads. I'm not going to build these ads and run these ads. I want you to do it. So they're gonna, there always has to be that different component too. So, so that's why we coined and trademarked the term uh, do it with me. We believe that there's this do-it-yourself aspect and you have to have it there. It's permission to play. Small businesses want to log in, go see, check and see what their, you know, what their agency is doing. And that's great. And they should be able to do that. And then there's the do-it-for-me aspect where they're saying, hey, you're the expert. I want you to do these things for me. Go ahead and do them. And then there's the things in the middle where, where it says, you know, I'll write the review, but I need you to approve it. I need you to make sure it's right. And so that's the do-it-with-me. And so we have all three of those aspects covered. The thing I really like about DIY, do it yourself as a, as a sales tactic. Here's what I find. You sell to a customer, you've got them running, you're six, eight months into the contract, things are going well. They have zero clue what you're doing. You just bring them a report at the end of the month and do your song and dance as to why it's working. And here's the metrics that we're measuring. If that customer starts to log in and do some of the things and take some of the ownership, it, they're way more engaged. You, um, you got it. You got it. And they're going to see the value. A lot of our partners in the early days were saying, geez, we don't even want the small business to do it. They, they were scared they were going to lose their value. No, exposing them to what you actually do just increases your value. Well, it's been a heck of a year in conquering local in 2018. Is there anything that you want to touch on that you see happening in the future? I, I always like to ask this question of our guests. What, if we were to put you in front of a crystal ball, where do you think we're going to be in 24 months? We're a white label platform and our goal is to turn our partners into recurring revenue machines, turn them into a sales growth engine. Um, I think that as we bring products in, we're going to allow our partners to provide an end-to-end -end solution at scale and, and the ability to make money as they do it. It doesn't sound like a big change, but it's a fantastic thing that we're going to do in the new year. Really appreciate you joining us on this year in review edition of the Conquer Local podcast. We've been speaking to CEO and founder of Vendasta Technologies, Mr. Brendan King. Thanks, George. The Conquer Local Conference coming your way June 10th through 13th. And Mr. Brendan King will be there as always kicking off our conference and wrapping it up. And he usually likes to look in the future. And that's what we tried to do here in this episode. It's interesting, the DIY thing, he loves to use that analogy. And I just think about this for a moment. We did used to go to a travel agent to book all of our travel. The moment that it became easier to go online and book your travel, we stopped going to travel agents. So I think that's going to happen to marketing. I think it's going to happen to online marketing, at least pieces of it. And we can start to see that today where we have a group of millennials that are starting to take over their parents' businesses and they're looking at, they don't look at social media like, oh my God, social media, I don't know. They look at it like, I understand this thing inside and out and I want to participate. So we need to continue to learn as salespeople and we need to continue to meet the needs of our customers. And what I've been finding in the last few months when I'm out on four-legged calls with reps, I always try to get them to log into something while I'm on the call. And I always show them the value proposition of digital marketing on my phone. I very rarely bring the laptop out. Now, sometimes I will bring the laptop out, but I always start the conversation on the phone because the minute that we can get our clients to start consuming this information on the phone, we've got them hooked. 
we know that they're going to start to rely on that information on a day-to-day basis. So I thought it was really interesting to get Brendan in here talking about it because he's been talking about it for a couple of years now. And to actually see it start coming true is really, really valuable. Conquer Local, the conference is coming your way on June 10th through 13th, where we'll talk more about these tactics of how to present digital marketing solutions in front of your customers. You can get details at conquerlocal2019.com. Buy your tickets today. It's right around the corner. I can't wait to see you on the sunny beaches of San Diego, California for the 2019 edition of the Conquer Local Conference. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Scheduling by Valerie Teed. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath.